Hello, welcome to day seven of Podmas here on a Sideways Life podcast. I'm Liam. I'm Al. And welcome back. Hello. You bored yet? I'm not. No, I'm not. I could do this all month. <laughs> do we let them into a secret that we actually listen to our podcast after we record oh, this? Such losers for doing we that. We really are. We but... like quality assurance, but really we just we just love listening to the sound of our own voices. <laughs> and if you're on day seven, then you will too, because you've now done seven on the trot. And good for you if you have done seven. Let us know. Leah, will you stop hitting Sorry. your microphone stand? <laughs> you, that weird noise you hear is the springs in the microphone stand that's just going. Sorry. <sighs> I thought you were a professional broadcaster. I am a professional broadcaster, but I'm still human now. You don't hear Zoe Ball smacking the springs on her microphone stand. Well, she's got some experience. I'm not quite a a ball level. (laughs) You're not very high, so perhaps you are. (laughs) Anyway, so where are we up to? So day seven. Shall I reveal a tune? Oh no, so we said yesterday when we were talking about our favourite Christmas TV and films. Mm. And the song that goes with that is my favourite Christmas song. Beyond any other Christmas song. The best Christmas song you are building yourself. of all Christmas songs. Go ahead. The Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York. Mic drop, thank you. Boom. And you know what? You can take it. You, you can take your disgust at one of the particular phrases they use in there and you can say, you know what, yeah, hold it up to today's light and that's not cool, but this is like 20 odd years old. It's of its time. It's of its time. There's so many Christmas songs like that and I think, I know, is it is it right? Absolutely not. But there are many things that take the piss out of it and own it and... Laugh at it, laugh at it, because it's laughable how that was even even a phrase. Laughable, lol. Um, and actually, that brings us nicely into my favourite Christmas TV nice segue program, which has inspired the choice of this song, and that is Gavin and Stacey. Mm. Now, I'm sure if you're listening from the UK, you're very aware of Gavin and Stacey. Maybe you were the one of the 18 million people that tuned in to see that in Christmas 2019 because we were. Mm-hmm. We sat, we watched it live, the whole family. I don't know about you, but my family doesn't watch TV on Christmas Day really as a no. rule. Like no. it's not like a done thing. Maybe in the morning when there's nothing going on, you're waiting for people to arrive or you're posturing around. But other than that, we don't really sit and watch TV. Mm-hmm. But we all sat down that that Christmas and watched the Gavin and Stacey 10-year reunion Christmas special and it was Fucking fabulous. It really was. It was everything I wanted it to be. And I was nervous, Al. I was nervous. Because mm-hmm. I loved Gavin and Stacey so much as a series. Loved the Christmas specials that they did as part of the when the whole series was, was being done. I was nervous. It was just going to ruin it. But it didn't. So just in case there's people from other countries than the UK, and our stats show that we've got a lot of people from uh, the States, from Australia, um, Canada. Weirdly, Canada. Weirdly, quite a few people from Fiji. So if someone's never seen Gavin and Stacey, just give us the plot in like 26 seconds. So Gavin and Stacey is written by James Corden that you might know off of the Late Late Show in America now. It's and that car weird. Ca- I know. Car, <laughs> car Crash Karaoke, whatever it's called. Carpool Karaoke. Yeah, I think all of us in, in the UK are sitting watching James, James, um, James Corden going, really? Really? Okay, sure, cool, good for you. Um, But yes, it's written by James Corden and Ruth Jones, uh, and it is based on 
an, an Essex boy meets a Welsh girl from Barry Island. Um, they meet through work, talking to each other over the phone. It's before internet dating people. We're talking mm. like 15, 20 years ago. And they meet the first time with their best mates, Smithy and Nessa, and hilarity ensues. And it's an <laughs> epic love story about how two people from completely different worlds fall in love and make it fucking work. Exactly. And um, it, and there's lots of, it's not just, oh, it's a love story. There's lots of little in-jokes in there. For example, all I'm going to say is if you've seen the scene where she needs some batteries from remote control and <laughs> end up not using them, <laughs> there's lots so of little Easter eggs funny. in there. Okay, so, so if you, so, I mean, if, if you're if you just do not like comedy, this is not for you. But if you like comedy in any form, then I think you've got to enjoy it. Definitely, and I'm sure it's travelled. I'm sure it's been on BBC America. I'm sure it's reached Australia and Canada and all those types of places. If you haven't seen it, get on the YouTube, and that'll mm. make sense when you watch it. Um, <laughs> and have a look at some episodes with Gary and Stacey. It is so so good. And if you can get your hand, watch it in order watch it in order mm -hmm. and finish with the 2019 christmas special it is glorious enjoy it is okay so that's christmas tv now we can't be because it's all very localized or regionalized we can't really be very specific about christmas tv um although netflix thankfully and uh, hulu and plex and all those kind of things and hello luke um who introduced it to plex um all those things are great but People tend to watch terrestrial TVs. But one thing people do watch, which transcends borders and nations, is movies or, or films, if you're from the UK and born before 1985. <laughs> so, talk to me about your favourite films. Movies. I have, th I have three that I enjoy. And one is like a bonus surprise that we stumbled upon last year. So may I... Have you got three as well? I do. And could you order them from three to one? As in favourite to, well. Least favourite to favourite. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll start with my, my, in my top three, number three, would for me be love actually. Mm -hmm. Now I hear you moaning, I hear you cringing, I hear that, oh, I know it's cheesy, it's ridiculous, but it's such a Christmassy film. And it's so heartwarming and cheesy. And who doesn't love Hugh Grant and Marty McCutcheon and Emma Thompson and, mm -hmm. and, and your man who is sadly dead now, of course. Off of the... Um, oh, Harry he's Potter also my films. film. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. What a guy. Mm -hmm. um, he's just brilliant. Just take your judgment off and just watch Love Actually. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, again, lots of little Easter eggs in there, and um, there's, there's, there's. You can watch it with your kids, and they'll enjoy the like kid style of it. But there's also some adult jokes in there as well. Oh. And that scene, that scene when, and if you haven't watched, it, I'm not going to spoil it. But there's a scene with Emma Thompson that has been voted one of the most moving, sad, beautiful scenes in any kind of like, you, when you see like a top 20 of like the best scenes in movies, that comes up time and time again. And it's just, Emma Thompson's a queen, man. A queen. She is. She's she's the UK Meryl Streep, isn't she? She, oh, yes, she is. Mm. Yes, she is. There you go. There's a bit of cultural narrative for you there. So I'm going to go with my number three, which is Home Alone 1. Oh, what a classic. <laughs> it's my number three just because it's a bit silly. Um, there's no great substance to it. It, it. I think it asks more questions than it answers. Uh, for example, um, what the hell does the dad do? 
or the mum do. To afford that house. To afford that house and also to take all of the family to Paris for Christmas. I mean, that's yeah, a I dollar mean, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, secondly, um, I mean, are they allowed on the flight now? Could you get on a flight when you've got five tickets and four of you? I imagine maybe you could. Otherwise, I read about a couple who went from the UK and they thought they were going to Spain and Ryanair or EasyJet, come which one, um, put them on a flight to uh, Rhodes, I think it was, in Greece. And they got there and they're a bit like, we have several questions. First of all, why are they not speaking Spanish? Um, secondly, um, this isn't the right sea. Um, and thirdly, how the hell have Ryanair stroke EasyJet allowed us to get on the wrong plane? But Did anyway. they not realise though at some point was the captain not like the flight to Rhodes is such and such hours? And they're not like, um, we're not going to Malaga. No, I blame them. <laughs> Come on now. Anyway, some so great Christmas songs in Home Alone as well. There are some great Christmas songs, as we as we said a couple of episodes ago. If you go to Prague and you watch the the lighting of the Christmas tree, the very first lighting of the Christmas tree, then what they do is they play the Home Alone theme tune as they light it up, which is kind of cool. And those crazy checks. What's your number two? My number two is The Holiday. So we're talking Kate Winslet, Jude Law, uh, Jack Black and Cameron Diaz. And I think it's just a lovely Christmas film. Of course, you know how it's going to end before it even starts. But it's just it's just fun. And I like that it's mashing like UK Christmas, US Christmas transatlantic love and the complications that come with it um i think it's just it's just a, a surprising christmas gem and i i really enjoy watching as well even though i pretend i don't i sit there with a frown on my face pretending that i don't want to watch a christmas rom-com but actually it gets me as well and jack black is cool in it and it's a really really good one it's a really good one agreed so my number two is a wonderful life couldn't be further i think away from um uh, what was the one you just said? The Holiday. The Holiday. Um, I think it's called... Now, hang on. I'm going to get this right. It's a Wonderful Life, I think is what it's called. It's black and white, back from... Um, I think it was first cr- first released in 1643, <laughs> uh, when King <laughs> when Henry I was on the throne. Um, and it's in black and white. And I'm never a massive fan of black and white films. Just I feel that oh, I'm going to have to put a bit of effort into this. Um, but the truth is that it's such a great film. I know it's not your favourite, but it's such a great I liked film. it. I Did really liked, liked it? it, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my, I think it's my mum and dad I think who don't like it, which is weird because they, bo- they were born way before it was released, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, really enjoy that film. There's some really good feel mo- good moments. There's some good baddies in it. Um, it's, um, it's basically Scrooge. It's, the, it's a Christmas carol, but in it's a slightly a classic. different. Yes, it's a Christmas carol story, but in a different, in a different dressing gown. Or robe, as you Americans call it. <laughs> okay, Leah, what's your number one? Well, speaking of Scrooge and A Christmas Carol, my absolute all-time favourite Christmas movie is A Muppet's Christmas Carol, and I stand by that. You should. I am not a prawn. <laughs> no, what is it? I am not a shrimp. I, I am, am a king prawn. prawn. <laughs> that's Raoul, is it? I think that's actually in the Muppets movie, which is also oh, a is great it? movie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> also a great movie. But it's um it's just funny and it's what you'd expect from a Muppets film. It's geared for kids, but there are a lot of borderline dirty jerks in there for adults. <laughs> the songs are glorious. Um it's just it just takes me back to 
to being a kid to growing old it's just it's just been it's just been a constant in the majority of Christmases that I've had and I think it's just such a, a lovely warm film and the Muppets are just genius we've laughed out loud at so many <laughs> Muppets films we watched them on planes and, and mm-hmm. felt a bit embarrassed because we were belly laughing <laughs> it's just it's just brilliant if you haven't seen a Muppets Christmas Carol but of course you have why wouldn't you but if you're the one person in the world that hasn't you're in for a treat my friend turn this off press pause go and watch it right now come back to his report back exactly is that the one where he goes um am i a muppet am i a muppet of a man is that no the that's that's the muppets movie is it all right yeah yeah it is great it it's again. a great film as well so my number one is now all of you who are of my age i'm 44 45 god knows um but i think men and women of my age will be shouting in the streets about this one. Maybe I might have egged that up, egged that a little bit too much. Um, it's Die Hard 1. Um, and it is the classic action Christmas movie. It's got German characters with mullets. Um, it's got Alan Rickman falling from, I won't go into that. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> it's got Bruce Willis just being cool. Hey, uh, motherfucker, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's got. It appears in the eighties. It's, it's, it's got. The, and, and don't judge me for this. This is this is this is the review. It's got a token black guy in it, um, which they seem to have in the eighties movies. They decided that. Yeah, no, I agree. And what I was going to say as well, when you were finished, I was waiting for you to finish because I didn't want to interrupt you, but all the baddies in 80s films are British. Yes, or German. Or German. (laughs) Whereas now if you watch a film now, you'll find the baddies are Russian or Serbian or Ukrainian. Mm. They've just we've just shifted slightly further east <laughs> for our baddies. <laughs> Still very stereotypical, but just more more recent stereotypes, I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing the British actors wanted wanted too much money, so they said we're just going to go to eastern countries and try and <laughs> recruit some actors from there. I honestly thought when Ian looked at me, I said token black guy. I realised that I thought I got I'd overstepped and I was going to have to edit no, this out. No, it's but. true. Yeah, your token your token woman as well. That's exactly. what eighties films are all about. It's well, it's got the token woman with the with the with the curly 80s hair um, like your sister used to have Um, and uh, yeah so Die Hard is a classic Um, and again if you've not watched that you're in for an absolute treat it's brilliant and you've got two and three to look forward to as well three not so much but two's all right and four no just don't bother (laughs) no and two to be fair just just watch one and then if you've got a spare moment on boxing day then maybe dip into dip into um, two or three maybe Okay, so what else are we going to talk about today? Well, what I looked through, because I, I realised that we couldn't really talk too much about, about Christmas stuff because in terms of TV, because we have listeners all around the world who have very different access to different TV. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there's people around the world in their countries going, you think Gavin and Stacey's the big week till you see this that we've not heard of. And if you think that, let us know, get in mm-hmm. touch. We will happily watch anything that you recommend. However, I was doing some research this morning, did a little research. Of course you were. And I was looking at, basically, I think it was a HuffPost, 
Huff, puff, huff. What's it called? Huffington Post. Huffington Post. I think it's Huff, puff, blow your house down. <laughs> post. I think is what it's so called. I was looking at the Huff puff primarily post. for 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 pigs and wool. <laughs> so I was looking at that's it. A demographic. And I thought I would make a bit of a shortlist of things that might interest me. That's on UK TV. But mm-hmm. if you're again, yeah, BBC America, and you, you get all this stuff eventually, or you'll hey. have your own versions. And if you've got a VPN, oh, Nord VPN, then just yeah, log into iPlayer. Just steal the stuff from us Brits. Absolutely. So I thought I'd go through some options and see maybe what you're interested in, what we could maybe shortlist for our Christmas viewing. Sorry, a mouthful of drink there. Are you now? Are you talking to our listeners? Are you expecting to reply back? Are you talking to me? Where I can reply? Right, right. I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Crack on. Okay. So the first one, and I know this franchise has reached it across the pond and elsewhere. The Great Christmas Bake Off. So based on the Great British Bake Off, or I think it's called the Great Baking Show or something in America. Uh, Maybe Bake Off means something different. In fact, you know what? I bet Bake Off does. What do they talk about? Um, um, 4-11? No, there's a date where everyone just gets baked. So maybe Bake Off means to get stoned. Anyway. Cool. You were saying. (laughs) Cool story, Al. So, yeah, so there's two specials, one on Christmas Day, one on New Year's Day. They've done this before as well, and they are on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check them out, go on there. But I'm particularly excited because uh, one of them features Ollie Alexander, one of my current all-time favorite actors and musicians. The guy off of Years and Years. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the guy with the weird haircut. So, yeah, he's very cool. And that's another great TV program, actually. Not Christmassy, but if you haven't watched it, it's a sin. Brilliant TV. Brilliant Brutal. TV. Brutal. Amazing. So I'd quite like to watch that, but I'm, I'm imagining I'm going to be watching that on my own. Yes. Yes. I also imagine I'm going to watch the next one on my own as well, and that is a Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special. So Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars, I think it's called in Australia and the US. Christmas Day special. They bring back all contestants. No one gets eliminated. It's a one-day thing. It's usually really cheesy. The costumes are cool. And it's just it's just a happy show, you know? I'm not sure I've ever managed to watch an entire episode of Strictly Come Dancing from the like literally minute one to minute forty eight when it finishes. I don't think I've managed it. But then that's nothing okay. to do with the show, really. It's just because number one, I can't dance, and number two, I've got no interest whatsoever in dancing. I mean, I'll, well, I can't dance either, and I can't <laughs> say that I'm, I go and watch people dance. But what I like about it, and we've talked about this before about kind of reality TV shows is it's just, it's seeing people who are incredibly talented Mm -hmm. do something really special. And what I like about Strictly or Dancing with the Stars is often it's the people you don't expect to be really talented that do really well. Mm -hmm. Like Bill Bailey on the UK version last year. Who knew? Like a 50-odd-year-old comedian. Yeah, but boy's got rhythm. Boy has got rhythm. He's a musician, it's true. He's a musician. You just don't know. Debbie McGee. Do you remember that a few years ago? Yeah. She was incredible. I don't, but she's, again, she was a... She was in her 70s when she competed. She she used to be married to Paul Daniels, who's a famous UK magician. Magician? Magician? Magician. 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 Um, and she nailed it. She rocked it. It was incredible. So, I mean, if you're looking, if, you, if you're thinking of watching that, then just bear this in mind that you'll like it, but not a lot, but you'll like it. That was one of Paul Daniels' um <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Oh my god. Very good. So one that you might like, Al. Mm-hmm. Michael Bublé. 
Ah, boobs. Can you have a Christmas without a boobs? You can't. You've got to have boobs on Christmas. You get, It's Christmas boobs is what it is. I heard some really bizarre statistic. And listeners in Australia, New Zealand, tell me if this is wrong. But I heard something really weird that that his Christmas album has been the number one Christmas album for like 10 years running. <laughs> and it's like, do you not all have it yet? There's only 30 million people live in Australia. I know. I know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, basically, Australians, I think in order to, to prove your nationality in Australia, you have to either have a Michael Bublé album or a Delta Goodrum album. I think those are two <laughs> things. <laughs> they, they'll be like, I don't have my passport with me, but I do have these two albums in my car. No problem at all, sir. Carry on. <laughs> you are clearly an indigenous. Actually, that's, that's no, no, I don't say, you shouldn't say indigenous. No, that's, no, that's something very different. That is. Apologies. Apologies. I meant like indigenous to another area and anyway so michael buble funnily enough this year the 10th anniversary of of him releasing his said christmas album um so he is doing like a one-off festive special um on 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 the itv um it's called michael buble's christmas in the city so he's gonna have guests he's gonna have a bit of comedy a bit of music and that is airing on the 19th of december I like the idea that his backdrop will be like a cityscape, probably New York or if it's basically Sydney, and he'll have made those all out of stacks of money. So you'll have... <laughs> you're gonna you know, <laughs> Australia, you're keeping that boy. You're basically his, his pension. <laughs> you're putting his kids through college, 100%. Uh, yeah, so that might be fun. Yeah, could be fun. Maybe. Got anything else? One more for you. Christmas Eve, 8.30, BBC One, Top Gear, driving home for Christmas. Okay. So we've not got massively into the new Top Gear, but I'm hearing better and better things about it. But they're basically, there's some kind of secret Santa. They choose some cars. They voyage across Britain. They make some stops, and I'm sure hilarity will ensue. You must, I'd say, if have you seen Top Gear, but those bastards are in every single country. Australia, you're also paying for <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Clarkson's pension. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, you've definitely seen that. It's always good fun. Pinch of salt and all that. Um, it's just boys being, well, men being boys, isn't it? And usually it's funny. This is the Top Gear. This is the original lineup. Now, we're talking about Top Gear as in like fifth gear on Amazon kind of thing. No, we're talking about the the, the BBC Top oh. Gear, which is now with Chris Harris, Paddy McGuinness and Freddie Flintoff. In that case, don't watch that. I don't know, you know, I think if it's got better, I'd, mm. be, I'd, be, I'd be tempted. I'm not. Okay. So the probably only thing that I do have for you, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure you will want to watch, that airs on yep. Christmas Eve, Channel 4, 9.30pm in yep. the UK. Yep. Eight out of ten cats does countdown Christmas special. Yes. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. I Leanne took me for my birthday a couple of years ago to watch Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown being filmed in Salford Studios, and it was incredible. Now, um, for those of you who haven't watched it, get on YouTube, type in Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown. I won't go too much into the background, but there was a show called Eight Out of Ten Cats, which was basically a it was based on the advert like from the eighties. Like a comedy panel show. Yeah, it was based on the on. It was called Eight Out of Ten Cats because Eight Out of Ten Cats prefer whiskers. That was like the the slogan back in the eighties for the adverts, and it was all about adverts. And it, no, it wasn't about adverts. It was about um, polls, wasn't it? Yeah. So fifty-two percent of the of, of the UK population think that. 
Um, my Jeremy Corbyn is a blank. There we go. <laughs> and then people are buzzing and, and give their uh, opinion. Exactly. And then there was something called Countdown, which in Australia is called Letters and Numbers. <laughs> Well, of course it is. The very, why very else? direct. Why, why wouldn't it be called Lads Numbers? It makes much more sense than Countdown. It does, but Countdown. And so basically for about 10, 15 years ago, 8 to 10 Cats guys took over Countdown. Very serious show. Took the piss. And it's just been running ever since. And it is so, so funny. It's do they really even good. make 8 out of 10 Cats anymore? Do they now no, just do 8 out of 10 Cats with Countdown? I think they do. Now, Jimmy Carr's got new hair, so. Anyway. If you like irreverent comedy and slightly weird things, then I would suggest go to go to YouTube right now. Google 8 out of 10 cats countdown poems. And you'll, there's two particular videos and you will love them both. There's a guy who looks like he's homeless who I can't remember his name. Um, and you'll love He's from Kent. I can't remember his name now. And you will love them. Anyway, so we are getting up to 24 minutes because I, I think I spent 28, 26, uh, yeah. <laughs> up to 24 minutes, I think I spent 22 minutes talking about Cats Does Countdown. Um, so anything else we're going to add to this? The only thing that I'd add, which is a very, very weird choice, but I encourage you to watch it. And it was actually on, on telly the other day. Uh, we stumbled across it last Christmas when we went back to the UK and early days of COVID, we had to quarantine for two weeks before we were allowed out. So we quarantined in a little cottage in Anglesey, which is gorgeous. And that's actually with the, uh, the mm -hmm. picture, if you've seen our Instagram, with Peanut on the Beach, that's in Bumaris mm -hmm. in Anglesey. Really, really pretty. And I can confirm that that was after our 14 days finished, just yes, before you come for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when we were there, we watched a lot of a lot of rubbish TV. But mm. one of the things we did watch, which was glorious, was a film called Nativity. No. Oh, come, come on now. It's so funny. It's just, it's, it's a kids, kids doing Nativity and it's got Martin Freeman in it. And, and it's just so silly and stupid. But it's it's just it's just so funny. I don't delve into Nativity two and three. We two was fine. Three was god awful. But one, <laughs> just look at one. And if you like, want to be lighthearted, particularly if you've got kids and you just want to dump them down or something, it's it's surprisingly glorious. My advice is someone who's not quite as keen on that is if you do have kids, then stick on Nativity, put them in front of it, sneak into the kitchen. Get yourself a bottle of Carver or something or a bottle of Prosecco and then just put it into a mug and then just sit there and slowly get pissed whilst your kids watch this amazing thing. And the, the, the more pissed you get, the fuller it's going to get. Oh, absolutely. I completely support that advice. I think that's good <laughs> advice. Talking of which, shall we leave guys on our new cocktail? Can we tell them about a new cocktail? No, because we're doing an episode on our favourite Christmas tipples and that will feature... Well, my favourite Christmas nipples are, I think... Your favourite Christmas nipples? Did I not... Is it not on nipples? Tipples? Oh, I misheard. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've just got to cross out all the list I've just created there. Because <laughs> Emma Thompson came third. <laughs> right, guys. So tomorrow we are doing some more of this same rubbish. Um... What are we doing with tomorrow? Do we know? Do you want me to see? Oh, you, regular viewers or regular listeners will know now that Leanne has to swizzle her chair across the other side of the room to look at the, the window where all our posting notes are. She's come back. She doesn't look quite excited as she did last night. No, I'm very excited about this episode. I'm very excited about this episode. What I've, died, I've not yet 
been able to confirm with you is whether you've edited this episode. So far, as you, as you might have guessed, listener, Al and I are just rocking up and chatting shit for 25 minutes. But this one, ramp. this one has actually been planned and we have some interviews with some people featuring as well. Um, so it requires editing. So if that will be done tomorrow, let's not commit. Al's not looking, looking confident. I think what we're saying here is that tomorrow episode will probably be a surprise to both you and, <laughs> uh, and us. Cool. Have a good habit. I hope you're having a good seventh of December. Is it seventh today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Tell us what was in your uh, in your number seven on your calendar. Oh, I haven't opened mine yet. Actually, I opened it. What was in it? We got uh, the same one. Oh, it was rubbish. It was uh, it was a, it was chocolate eclair. So I just uh, yeah, you didn't. Oh, fight. I don't mind an eclair. Oh well, I ate it. You ate mine. Yeah. Oh, rude. <laughs> Hello, peanuts. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.